Hey guys, Dan Walshman here with the Edgy Conversations podcast. As you know, our tagline, Radical Hope for People Who Want It. Wow. Okay. Let me jump into something that I often get asked, especially in really big companies, which is the idea of extreme behavior. Why do you need it? What is it? Isn't that just crazy? I remember speaking to 250 of the senior leaders at GE, and I forget which division it was at the time. Uh, It might have been the division that that does uh, those air, those wind, uh, big windmills that produce electricity. I'm not, I think that's what it was. It's been a few years now. And I was speaking to these 250 senior leaders. I mean, these are really smart guys. In fact, I'm still friends with the CEO and, and, and president, and it's amazing. It just just shockingly brilliant, like amazing guys. Uh, and you, by the way, it's always humbling when you're speaking to people like that because you know it's not about you or your ego or even what you want to talk about. It's there to serve and enlighten. And that's really the only way I've found to not be extremely nervous or even feeling like, why am I here? Why did you pick me? <laughs> so, I was talking about this idea of extreme behavior and a senior engineer, uh, an Indian fellow in the back uh, stood up and he was kind of hesitated for a couple seconds. And then he said, so we're GE. We can't be extreme, right? And I saw throughout the audience a few other people like nodding and looking at him and and kind of looking at each other like yeah like we 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 buy the theory we buy the theory that extreme behavior discipline activity a giving mindset and being human are what it takes to be successful but it, what he was basically asking me was is that for everyone like how how do we do that how do we do that and of course i'm on stage and now i've got 500 eyeballs at me <laughs> all waiting to see what i'm going to what i'm going to say and my answer was surprisingly simple because what's also interesting behind the scenes is uh, when you're someone like me, uh, I've been involved in 14 or 15 countries. Uh, I've been in, uh, you know, businesses like importing oil, uh, exporting concrete, um, everything from um, work in Turkey to a lot of work in South America. And I can't speak the language in a lot of these places. And so you have a sense of people. You have a, you, you develop a sense of, of 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 what someone's thinking or what maybe what even they're not saying, but you know is important to them. And this was one of those moments. I'm on the stage and I'm thinking, oh crap, he's got me. You know, GE, what do you do? And then the thought hit me: Wait a minute, wait a minute. Why wouldn't GE benefit from extreme behavior? And so what's interesting is I, I told him, I said, well, let me ask you a question. Let's take something like meetings, business meetings. By the way, this is before I had tons of research on business meetings, but the spirit inside me was flowing. And I said, thank you, spirit. And I kind of grabbed onto it and, and, uh, and, 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 and kind of finished out this conversation. I said, so let's take meetings. How many of you uh, are in meetings where... You're looking at your watch, you're looking at your phone, you might be typing messages to somebody else. You're not entirely involved in that meeting. And probably the entire audience's hands went up. I said, come on, raise your hands, raise your hands. And I heckled them a little bit until I got almost 100% of people raising their hands. Because that's kind of an easy, it's a layup question. How many of you have ever been in a meeting where you weren't paying attention? Like all of us. And then I went a step further and I said, okay, 
do me a favor. Why don't you stand up? Stand up. By the way, this was towards the end of the event. I knew people wanted to stretch their legs anyways. So I was kind of having my cake and eat it too. So I said, stand up, stand up. I said, so we'll, we'll, we'll just do a quick exercise here together. So all of us have said that we've been in business meetings that weren't, uh, weren't, weren't interesting. I said, now stay standing. If you've ever been in a meeting where you were fidgeting and on your phone and uh, you were, uh, you know, maybe texting your wife on your phone, you were doing all, you were being distracted because A, um, the, the content wasn't going to be inspiring. Two, be, or because you figured, look, we're not going to change anything anyways. Or third, you were asking yourself, why am I even here? Like, seriously, why did I even get invited? So I said, sit down if you've been distracted for any other reason than that. And I'm looking. And one person sits down, and two, then three, then four, then five, then six. How many people sat down? Mind you, 250 senior leaders. Seven. Seven. That means out of 250 people, right? and you do the math on that, that's like... The, the, the odds of you being in a meeting where you shouldn't be there or it was a waste of your time or nothing good was even going to come of the meeting was somewhere around 97%. Slightly more than that. But we'll round it off and say 97%. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? That means basically 100% of the people in that room, the 250 senior leaders, Subscribe to the policy of, I don't care if my time's wasted. Um, I'm going to do something because someone invited me to this crazy meeting. After I had seven people sit down, I said, look around you. Look around you. Almost all of you, almost all of you have said with your actions and your honesty that you are in way too many meetings. So... What if GE had a policy that we don't do meetings unless, and then you fill in the blank, whatever that is, right? We, you know, you fill out this form or you, you go do, um, you know, some exercise or you're some stages along the way from a project or something like that. What if we eliminated meetings? Now, this has been some time since we had this meeting, since we had this discussion. I was on stage. Little did I know that three years later, I would work with one of the largest insurance companies in the world and that we would actually execute a plan like that, eliminating meetings, forcing meetings to be no more than 15 minutes long. No meeting in the entire company with 65,000 employees can be more than 15 minutes long. That changes everything, doesn't it? It changes how you present. It changes the fact that you probably don't have time to put together a long presentation. It, it changes the fact that you better be focused. It changes, the, changes it away from you just smiling and nodding and, and, and being friendly with the people there talking about what you had for dinner last night and hanging out to being really focused on why you're there and what you want to achieve. Pretty amazing, isn't it? Now, I didn't actually follow up with GE many, many years ago, um, well, six or seven years ago, it feels like, and see if they ever executed that plan. I know, and being friends with the president, that GE has, has taken some steps that you would consider rather extreme 
and making sure that their new leadership is actually buying into some of these edgy philosophies, buying into this idea of extreme behavior, of doing whatever it takes in order to get to the next level. After all, it was GE's famous founder who basically said, if we're not number one or two in what we're doing, we're not going to do it. Like we're the best or we get out of a business. That's just how it is. What's interesting about the choices we have to make is that we want desperately to do something that is easy, that is simple, that is quick, that is guaranteed, and then we get upset when it doesn't work. It's a massive loss of momentum. It's a massive time waste, and it destroys your attitude. It kicks you in the teeth mentally because for a short while, you actually believe that, look, 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 look at me, look at me. Why don't I do something easy to solve my problem? The answer to most of our problems as people, as spouses, as leaders, trying to make money, trying to grow a business, trying to do different things to put our lives in the right direction, those answers are not simple answers, and they never will be. Even the answers that seem simple, the decisions that some people make that you're like, wow, those came from years of practice and preparation and, and learning by making the wrong decisions. I often think about that meeting with G a few years ago, six or seven years ago. I often think about that question. Very smart person, very wise person, very thoughtful person, not trying to fight the system, but just asking the question, is extreme behavior for me? That's essentially what he was asking. Is it for me? Why do I need to be extreme? So here are some extreme things that you may, some of these may be easy for you, but other ones, depending upon what you're struggling with right now, are going to seem extreme. How about distancing yourself from negative people? Now, immediately you're going to say, yeah, of course, dude, that's easy. That's obvious. Why wouldn't I want to do that? Those guys always up in my business. Yeah, get away from me, right? Of course I'm going to do it. But what if that person is a family member? What if that's somebody you're married to? What if that's somebody that you go to church with? What if that's somebody in your community group or is someone involved in a cause that's very similar to yours or is yours, right? And that person is just sucking the life out of you. Chances are you'll make dozens of excuses. You'll make dozens of excuses to keep that person in your life, right? To make sure that person, you know, gets what they want. You'll spend, you'll build all of these mental systems, right? In your head, these plans so that you know how to deal with that negativity. Why not just get away from it? Think about that. Why not just get away from it? For some of you, that's extreme, but it's also necessary. Let's talk about losing weight because I think making money and losing weight are the two biggest questions I get asked all the time. Some of you want to lose weight desperately. And weight and food issues are often not just metabolic issues, hormonal challenges. They're mental. Just like the person who pops heroin or cocaine or something to manage their life, food is an addiction for a lot of us. It is. And so you have to decide 
how extreme you gonna you're willing to be in order to beat this ad- addiction. That's how you have to think about it. If you've lost a hundred pounds and then gained it back and then lost it again and gained it back, you're no different than that alcoholic who goes sober for six months and then falls off the wagon. So maybe the extreme behavior is to say, I'm going to use something like HelloFresh, which makes all my meals for me and have healthy meals sent to me once a week. And that's all I'm eating. That's all I'm allowing in the house. And holding yourself accountable to not stop at Burger King on the way home or some other place and, and, and get your addiction to, to, to ice cream or sugar or something else like that. It's a side note, but I, wrote, I read the book, The Case Against Sugar, on an airplane uh, a week or two ago. And if you want to talk about something that will scare your pants off, uh, how most, most modern diseases are caused by raw sugar, not sweeteners, not, raw, not sweeteners, raw sugar, uh, and what we drink and what we eat, it, it, it scared the bejeebers out of me. What about a big extreme where you say, I am going to go on a, on a fast from sugar? What if you say, I am going to not buy food that's not a vegetable or that's not something like eggs or milk or some of the, the primary foods? It's just not going to go in my shopping cart. That might seem extreme, but when it's 11 o'clock at night and you've got cravings and you go downstairs, you have to eat a boiled egg instead of eating sugar. Now, that's extreme, but I'm going to make you a promise. You're going to lose weight. It's impossible for you to eat enough avocados and eggs and carrots to gain weight. It, it, it just won't work. You can't do it. And that's, that's, that's a bit extreme, isn't it? But it also shows your commitment to change financially. financially some of you are struggling financially. You can't seem to figure it out. You're always struggling, always struggling. Maybe you need to have money automatically debited out of your accounts even when you're not spending it. How about using something like Betterment that automatically auto-deducts your savings from your account, leaving you automatically two or $300 shorter each month? What does that mean? It means that you just don't have the money to spend. It's already been deducted from your account. That's pretty extreme, isn't it? To have your spending account, your spending, your savings account automatically, your savings account auto, money automatically deducted from your account, to have your investments automatically deducted from your account, and you have to figure out how to manage to live with what's left over. By the way, if you missed it the other day, I was talking about T. Harv Eker. Go read his book. Go buy his course for $250 on spirituality and money. It'll change your entire concept of thinking about money. By the way, he doesn't use spirituality in a religious sense. He used it in more of a of a of making money uh, almost like a person. Um, talking about how you know it, the vibrancy of it as a commodity. Amazing, amazing book. But about extreme behavior. So the the reality is this: there's something in your life right now where extreme behavior will begin to fix the problem. Whether it's eating or spending, something between your ears. There's something in your life that only extreme behavior will fix. And so my challenge for you is find it, fix it, implement it. More importantly, I've got your back. I've said that every episode and I'll say it again. I've got your back. So if you need help, fire off a message in our Facebook group. Send me a text message. Um, call me. If you're struggling with something, you need help, call me. Uh, my number is, is uh, posted everywhere. Uh, it's on their website. It's all over. 
if you can't find the number, text me and I'll give it to you, right? But the reality is I want to help you because I know the biggest changes in my life, the best things that have happened and are happening to me are because I implemented extreme behavior. Hey guys, Dan Walchman here. I know today's been a little bit heavy and I've been pushing you in ways that you may feel like, man, that was a lot. But the reality is, man, I want to grow and change and improve just like you do. And so whatever you do, guys, listen, listen, don't do nothing. 